Oh, is it? Yeah, you can, you can go. Okay. Uh, Mr. Chue. Yes, ma'am. My first question is just to get your reaction to the ruling on, on the on your case with, with fines for you. Okay. Um, we have received, uh, just received the ruling from the North Houghton High Court. Uh, we are in the process studying that report with a view towards understanding the actual basis upon which the judgment was made, what the implications are, and further on to consider any possible action that we can take as a result of studying that judgment, which possible action might include submitting an appeal uh, in respect to the judgment that has been made. Okay, you haven't decided what route you're taking at the moment. Well, from the first analysis that uh, we have done, we uh, feel that we have a good chance of successfully uh, appealing against the ruling that the judge has made. Okay. Mr. Chua, there are reports that um, you have not paid bills at the post office, which is the reason why you could now be sitting with unenforceable fines. Well, that is not uh, the true state of affairs. What is important, without going into the detailed merits of the judgment, firstly, it's important to emphasize that the, the judgment that has been made is not an indictment on the ARTO system itself or on the ARTO process. This was a review application that was based on 639 infringement notices that had been issued, from which 424 representations were submitted. And therefore, the infringers had submitted these review applications on the basis of those 424 uh, representations uh, that were adjudicated not to be successful. So that is the key issue that the court was looking into. It is also very crucial for us to be able to understand that the judgment does not invalidate the infringement notices that have been issued. And I need to emphasize to members of the public that when they receive an infringement notice, to follow the process that has been provided in terms of the ARTO, and it has five different elective options that people can be able to exercise. Members of the public cannot in any way wish the validity of infringements away. They need to exercise their right in terms of any one of those options. The detail in respect of the judgment that has been made as well as our options, we are currently studying and we will advise further on once that analysis has been finalized in consultation with the legal advice that we're taking. Does Artia have um, unpaid bills at the post office? We do not have uh, unpaid bills that have been confirmed with the post office. In the course of business operations, we send 
our notices through the post office and after having undertaken their processes, they will submit invoices which we consider and upon confirmation then we are in the process of making payments. Okay. Um, if this, this uh, okay, let's say the ruling as it stands now, what kind of an impact would it have if this uh, fines uh, from 2013 up to now are not enforceable? What kind of a financial impact would it have on Artia? Well, the financial implications on Artia is in respect of this particular judgment. Again, let me remind you, it is only 424 infringement notice over a specified period between 2008 and 2013. If we accept the judgment and do not make any appeal, then it means the financial impact that will be faced by the RTA is only in respect of making good on the legal cost related only onto this. It has no bearing in respect of other infringement notices that have been finalized. Okay. There are reports uh, that say if this uh, ruling stands and these um, fines are unenforceable, and that means uh, that affects everyone that has had a, a, a fine in that period, and uh, that means the whole country, really. Well, I understand the point that you're trying to raise. Uh, that's why it's important for us to be able to separate the issues and get to understand what are the salient features of the matters that the court adjudicated on. There are two issues that are also important that I would like to bring to the attention of uh, our listeners. And that would be issues related to the principles of uh, the interest of justice as well as the public interest. If you're dealing with matters related to the public interest, you need to take into consideration the impact that it has in respect of the road carnage that is experienced in the country, the irresponsible behavior that infringers undertake. When it comes out to matters of the interest of justice, one needs to be able to take the legally accepted principle. Given that you're operating in an environment that the ARTO provides five distinct different options, which have been brought to the attention of the infringers at the time that they receive a notice, one needs to look into the interest of justice that one of those elective options makes provision for either submitting a representation or you can nominate the related driver that was in charge or if you accept the validity of that notice, you then make payment. And even if you look at other uh, legal principles and other environments, you would know when you make a payment, for example, under the Criminal Procedure Act, a payment of a fine is an admission of guilt. Similarly, the same principles are applicable that given the options that have been predefined that an infringer has been made aware of, any payment that they make 
is a payment that is informed by the elective option they take, and that payment is an admission of penalty in itself. What are the sort of challenges that you're facing in implementing ARTO? Well, there's been a number of challenges that uh, we have faced, but similarly, we have come to the fore and identified various interventions to be able to sort out those processes and those challenges that we experience. Critically, one can summarize them into three different aspects. There were operational challenges that had to do with the impact of uh, uh, the systems, the interfaces, so that you have uploading and updating of information on as real-time information basis as possible. There were other challenges related to the legislative framework. And we have brought in the necessary interventions. I can indicate that the process of effecting legislative amendments is now at an advanced stage sitting with the national parliament. And parliament, last week on Friday, the 17th, they made a publication inviting members of the public to make input into the ARTO amendment bill. And these are the interventions whereby we recognize the challenges experienced as well as coming up with innovations and interventions that would address all these challenges so that when we embark on a national rollout, it could be as smooth and as effective and efficient as possible. All in the interest of increasing compliance to all the related road traffic laws. Okay, thank you very much for your time, Mr. Choi. It's a pleasure, ma'am. Thank you very much. Bye.